Hello, and welcome to Pushing Back, the official podcast for North Knots Hockey Club. I'm Robbie Hudson, and I'll be your host for this edition, which we hope is going to be the first of several over the next few years. We've got two main features for you today. It's been a tough season, as everybody knows. In fact, it's been a tough couple of seasons. But we've decided we're pushing back. Yeah, I know. So we're going to start. The first feature is going to be talking to the club president, Paul. And he's going to fill us in on how things have developed and what things we've got to look forward to in the future. He's been doing so much behind the scenes work while we'll all be, we've all been sleeping safely in our beds. And I'm sure you're all going to want to hear that. Later on in the podcast, we're going to be talking to a real legend in the club. Now, that word legend is often used to describe all and sundry, and I think often overused. But in this case, this man is a real legend. He has done so much on and off the field. He has been in both the ladies and the men's section doing lots and lots of work. So I'm sure you're going to want to hear from, you're going to want to listen to him and enjoy what he says. Anyway, it's not just me here today. You can't see him, but Zach is twiddling all the knobs. He's making sure that we're recording this properly. (laughs) But with me, I've also got Jay and Jimmy. So I can just start with you, Jay. Um, This podcast is basically your brainchild. Could you just tell us why you wanted to get it going and what you think it's going to do for the club? Hi, Rob. Uh, Hi. Yeah. Uh, it's something I decided to do or tried to put together a few uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, I'm quite interested in listening to podcasts and stuff. And the club's really struggled to get a newsletter together over the last few years. So uh, podcasts seem to be the way to go. And... Uh, it's a lot easier for us to sit here and ramble for 10 minutes and tell people what's happening. Yeah, than, we've had loads uh, of practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're pretty good at that. So uh, I thought, what what a great idea for us to be able to record something. And, you know, teams can listen to it on the way to the match on the site day. And, you know, we can sit here and moan and say who's not going training and, <laughs> and just get the latest information over to people. Uh, so that's the main idea. So uh, I ran it by... Mr. Slack, as I normally do with things, yeah. uh, and he's re- he's really keen to come on board yeah. and talk to people. Yeah, really <laughs> excited about that. <laughs> That's another five mess you've got me into. Yeah. <laughs> now it's it's it sounds a, a brilliant idea, and it will be great to hear from other people what they think they should uh, that we should put into this uh, as, yeah, as much I, involvement from the club as we can. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We set. Uh, We've set an email address up. Uh, can you remember where it is, James? Um, not without going through my <laughs> notes, I can't. It's northknotspodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. So if anyone wants to contact us through that, they're more than welcome. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. I've just found that, yeah. That's yeah, northknotspodcast North at gmail.com. So if people want to send things through, then obviously in the future episodes we can uh, we can read things out like that. So uh, so yeah, all good. Well, it, it really does sound promising. So, uh, but let's get back now to the season that's gone and the season that's to come. 
Jimmy, I just want to make a, a personal thank you to you because I've been playing in the team that you've organised and I know it's been yeah. really tough. So uh, I wonder if you could just yeah. tell us a few things about how it's gone this season and the positives for you. Well, it has been tough, Robbie, uh, as we all know, especially with the um, availability of players. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the positives, positives are, you know, we... Um, the quality of hockey, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, you're right, yeah. Especially in the last few games. Um, you know, we seem to play some really good hockey at times. Um, you know, from the start of the season, where it was a bit all over. Yeah. Uh, and then the second half of the season. Um, it's probably to do with my coaching, I think, probably. You, you, you could tell. You could tell. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But the, the commitment from all the players and the attitude was just brilliant. And we had laughs on the way, and that's the main thing. Yeah. You know, that's what it's all about for me. Well, to I get mean, took that attitude. You, you, you took that pretty nasty injury, sort of latter part of the season, and you still hobbled along to the touchline to, mm. to get us organised. Yeah. But that was yeah. great. And and you even got back on the pitch. And can I just apologise now for that long ball I played to you when I thought you could actually run? <laughs> yeah, that's all right, Robbie. That's all right. I'm but next season, it'll be great. Next season, it'll be great. Yeah, it will be good next season. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I, think, so. I think that shows what the club's all about as well. You know, uh, with what James has done. Uh, you know, the, the people that have stayed and have played are the, are the real sort of people that we want to the club. And, and you know, I, I've played a few games in the team with James. The last game of the season that I played in, I think it was the last game of the season uh, against Mansfield. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really enjoyable, fully committed game, uh, but played in the right spirit. It uh, was, yeah. Um, and played against five ex-North Knots players, I think Mansfield had in that team. Yeah. Uh, and it, it it was really good, and and I could see from the earlier games I played in the season uh, to that last game the improvement Ooh. that pe- people yeah. are making in the team, and definitely how much they're enjoying it uh, under James's sort of captaincy. So, definitely. Uh, you know, I, I think it's uh, it, it's definitely uh, with James and Steve White as well. You know, uh, I think. Had they not put so much effort into organising and making sure people were available, uh, the men's section this year could have been down to two teams, definitely, yeah. uh, 100%. Uh, so, you know, it's uh, they, they deserve a fantastic pat on the back for the efforts they've put in this season uh, to organise lower down, which is, you know, make no mistake, it's really difficult to organise lower, lower down teams. I get the luxury because uh, I get the first pick. Uh, so so for what they've done and dragging people out and you got some uh, some of the older boys back as well, didn't you, James, this season? Which, who? Um, Callie and um, Barton. You've had Callie, you've had yeah. Jason Barton in there as well. Yeah, so, yeah what, Steve got Callie back uh, or Barton yeah. did. Uh, but yeah, we got Barton back and then it sort of snowball effect to get uh, Callie, so... 
Yeah, um, and I think that, think that snowball effect will continue next year, won't it? Yeah. That's what we're hoping. Mm. Well, as you say, we, we, we yeah. could have gone down to just two teams, but instead what you've done is you've created a basis for next season. It's it, it, it's all positive stuff. So what, what about the, the first team then, Jay? How's the season gone for you? What kind of obstacles have you had to deal with? And how did you deal with well, that? Uh, <laughs> well, uh... Well, how how big do you want the list? I mean, uh, from a from a playing point of view, uh, if I was to say we lost Paul Unwin for a few games uh, when his back spasmed and he couldn't mm. play for a few games, uh, sort of our talisman player, Will Butler, believe it or not, has only played I think about five games for the first team this year. Really, uh, through work commitments and injuries, so he's really struggled. Uh, my leading centre-back, Matt Cooper, decided to cut his finger off after the first match <laughs> of the season. Uh, uh, and and I'm not exaggerating when I say cut it off. He has amputated his finger or part of his finger. So he was out for a long time. Uh, one of the other players decided to retire later, later on in the season because uh, he wasn't enjoying it. We had... Adam Bolas decided to get married uh, the week of a crucial relegation match. So yeah, we've had we've had a few obstacles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but on the plus side for us, yeah. uh, what we have done is we've just sort of completely turned everything on its head and said, right, we invest in the youth. Uh, yeah, and I must say, much much against what I wanted to do from from being involved and watching some of the well not being involved but watching some of the summer league uh, I could see where we were at uh, and I didn't want to use the younger lads but uh, my hand was sort of forced for the first match so uh, in, in came Harry who's 14 Henry 15 Elliot came a bit later on at 15 and Brad at 16 this season. Mm. And they've completely, completely turned it round and turned the atmosphere around in the team and and been a credit to the club, really. Uh, it's, it's quite to, amazing. I, mean, I was playing with some of those and it seems yeah. five minutes ago in the fourth team. And then to yeah. see them a couple of times, I've seen mm. them in the first with you. Stunning. Mm. Absolutely stunning. Mm. It's unbelievable. And, and again... Really. And again, it's testament to what people like Steve White did last year with the coaching and the yes. sessions we ran uh, that's brought them on so much. Uh, I mean, uh, Harry's captain in uh, Midlands, Midlands team. Brad has been absolutely fantastic this year, played every match. Elliot, who was very nervous, came on for his debut against Boots early in the season and he literally turned up from a football match. I put him on the pitch on the halfway line. He picked the ball up, ran straight through and scored six seconds for his debut goal at 15 years old. It well, was just yeah, absolute, yeah. absolutely mind-shattering. Incredible. And then Henry Henry has just matured as a player as fast as I've ever seen. Uh, so, so, yeah, absolutely fantastic uh, from them this season. And, and to be fair... It's a tough league and we were in a relegation battle, but for mm. them to keep positive all the mm. way through, uh, you know, it's 
It's fantastic. We also Ooh. we lost Harry at one point because he broke his foot uh, training with the Midlands just before Christmas. Mm-hmm. But luckily, he only lost two or three games. Uh, and then that's also not to mention that we lost our captain, Josh Singleton, who moved to Brig uh, the week before the season started. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, we had we had quite a few obstacles, but I don't think I can remember enjoying a season managing as much as I have this year, and that includes seasons when I've won leagues with the team, mm-hmm. just because of what we've got now. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's just it's just a different team completely to where we were pre-COVID. So mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Was there, was there a particular match that stands out in your mind as perhaps being the turning point to find this season? Yeah, yeah, I think there's two. I think there was the game when we played against Atherston uh, about five games in. Uh, Atherston won the league and they were very strong and they completely destroyed us uh, 5-0. Uh, and I don't think... We never competed through the game at all. And I had a bit of a bit of a mod at the team at the end of the game, uh, as I do. Uh, but it also made me decide that we were going to get more focused, more structured. So I completely changed the playing style, the formation. But what I also did was document it. So now we have a working document for every player's position, what's expected of them. Uh, And the plan is hopefully to move that through the club. So every team plays the same style uh, and people have a document to refer to on how they need to play and what they need to do. And it's a more modern way of playing hockey. Uh, A lot of it's based on fitness, but obviously the fitness is dependent on the level you're playing. So you don't have to be super fit to play the style in the fifth or fourth team because it's sort of, it's relevant to the team you're playing in. Uh, So we changed that. Yeah, thank God. (laughs) We changed that, and then the big turning point was the relegation battle we had against Boots away, which we knew would be formidable. Uh, we went one nil down at half time against Boots, and we came back and won three one. The young lads were all fantastic, and so were the more senior players in the team, led by James Latter. Uh, and we ended up beating Boots three one, and uh, they were probably the two the two defining games, the one where we got hammered and decided we didn't like that and we wanted to change it. And then the one where it really turned around for us because uh, we beat Boots, then we went away and won again the following week. And that probably yeah. uh, sort of gave us survival uh, for this season. So, so yeah, they were the two defining games really. So have you got positives for next season? Yeah, we've got lots of positives. Uh Hot off the press, uh, we have a new player coming back next year. Uh, our new old player, uh, Josh Singleton, has confirmed he's definitely coming back. Uh, and, you know, as much as we laugh, Josh went to Brig last year and had a season playing in the Yorkshire Prem, uh, where he won uh, player of the season for their men's first team, uh, you know, which is, uh, which is no mean feat. Uh, and Josh uh, will be coming back next year to play in a different role in the team, uh, but he will be playing. Uh, so, so that's a real positive to take someone who's been playing Premier League hockey to come in with the young lads and uh, and be involved. Uh, everyone else, I think, is on board again next year. 
I've not been voted in yet, so uh, <laughs> yeah. so so hopefully I'll, I'll still be in. Paul seems to be quite happy with the fact that I want to do it, and uh, hopefully that'll get sorted quickly. And then the plan is to do some fitness training through the summer, which the likes of Charlie Shaw are really keen about. But <laughs> the one thing I want to do is I I want the first team to be a lot fitter than they have been. Uh, and then we'll take the summer league as pre-season and hopefully we'll hit the season running and push on. Who knows, who knows what league will be in because there's still restructuring to be done and they may chuck another league in so it could it could move things around a bit for us. But with what we've got and the young lads a year, a year more mature, then I don't see a problem for us next year at all. I think it'll be a lot more enjoyable next year for us. And... One of the other massive, massive plus points next year is the new second team captain, uh, who's going to be Will Butler. Uh, so that's a massive plus for the second team. And any young lads that are wanting to come through and play for North Knots, yeah, uh, to play in a second team with someone you know who's got over twenty years first team experience, uh, is a cracking guy. Uh, he's, he's got so much knowledge yeah. to give. Uh, he will be fantastic in the second team. Steve's going to help as well. Steve's organisation and coaching is, is fantastic. So the structure's really getting set now for the club, for the men's section. Uh, and hopefully we can convince Will for the second team to play the same, the same sort of way that the first team play. So then there'll be an easy transition into first team for some of the young players. We've got the likes of Isaac Fletcher, George Faulkner, uh, who will all be looking to push to play in the second team next year. So, mm. so yeah, loads of positives. And any other new players that are looking at joining, you know, we always mm. encourage any any players to come and join the club mm. that can offer something to the club, especially uh, the younger ones. So, you know, it, it's proven now what we mm. can do, bringing young lads through. Mm. So... Well, that, I mean, that's no, great stuff. That is, I mean, mm. considering how the season started, mm. uh, it's it's quite. I, I tell you what, it reminds me of it, shows my age a bit. But, um, in cricket, years ago, when Boycott and all his mates went off to play in South Africa, uh, yeah. where the part yeah. was still going, England, the team was left in deep mire, and yeah. they had to call out a couple of youngsters. I think it was a lad called David Gower, and a <laughs> look how that's going to so yeah, I mean, exactly. it's a similar thing. It's, it it brings people on. So, it so does, uh, and I'll be the, go on. I'll be the I'll be the first one to hold my hand up, Rob. I wasn't all for it at all. I watched the last summer league game and I thought, no, nah, I don't think they're ready. Not at all. Uh, and I was still umming and ahhing which games I'd play them in. But in the end, you know, uh, you just throw them in and they just they just adapt and they, yeah. and you know, mm. I mean sort of pre-COVID, I wasn't even sure I was going to come back to hockey. So, you know, for it to turn out the way it has, it's been it's been absolutely fantastic. So, uh, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to next season now. Yeah, me well, too. Me too. Perhaps at this point then, this would be the ideal time for us to now hear what Paul Unwin can tell us about how things are going uh, and for the future and for, for next season in particular. Absolutely. You're listening to... The North Knots podcast, pushing back with Robbie Hudson.
Hi, I'm Josh Singleton, and I'll be back at North Knots playing for the 2022-23 season. Well, welcome, Paul. How are you? Robbie, how are you? I'm great, mate, but I'm really keen to hear what you've got to say. So uh, let's get straight in there. What kind of a season has it been for you? Because from my point of view, it sounds like you've had it pretty tough. Yeah, per well, personally, I've had it pretty tough because I managed to uh, destroy my back and the hamstring and calf oh, right. muscle playing <laughs> playing games, which was interesting as a goalkeeper. But yeah, it's been pretty tough off the pitch as well. Um, on the pitch, though, first, it's been a positive season. We struggled a little bit to start with with numbers, but that seems to have been resolved. We've got back to getting three teams out regularly, both men's and women's yeah. side. Obviously, the ladies' ones, twos team destroyed the league and have been promoted. So that's good for their side, for their redevelopment. Excellent. Hopefully the men can follow suit next year with bringing the youngsters through and we can carry on that development, especially with the new, especially with the new look that we've got for the twos and threes. We can hopefully start to bring these youngsters through and get the club back to where it should be. Well, that's great. I mean, after that tough season that you can be so positive, that, that uh, makes me feel so good to start with. So, can you give us any recent updates about what's happening down at the manor and, and are there any things to, about to be decided that might be of benefit to us all? Yeah, certainly. So I've been in constant liaison with the trust since, well, since they made the news, really. I think, I'm a, I, think I did a measurement the other day. I'm 172 emails I've done since Ooh. September trying to sort all this out. <laughs> but it's been, it's been the most positive it has been in a long time in the last couple of weeks. So the trust has gone out down the route now of going back out to a third party to run the centre, which they have definitely got an interested party, which is a local business that offers coaching to another sport. So they are definitely interested in taking it on and have actually in the last week been given the green light to open discussions with the trust on negotiating the rent that they're going to pay to use the facility. Oh, so he's, he's extremely confident that he can get that sorted and moved forward to the extent that he started drafting up proposals for job roles at the centre. So he's definitely keen to get that moving. And he's also extremely keen to keep us guys on, on board and work with us. He said in his email that he sent me the other day, he thanked us for all our support in getting this to where it is for him at the minute. So extremely positive that it's going to move forward. And hopefully the plan is that we might even get something back down there in August if you can get the green light that quickly, even if it's before is officially taken over. He's happy for that to move forward. So, yeah, yeah it's going to be as, as positive as I can be at the minute with that. So he's looking he's looking keen and hopefully he can help the club as well because he's got other ideas that he wants to bring on board further down the line. Is it still a bit of a secret who he is or can you tell us a bit about who this, this, this uh, hopeful sponsor is going to be? I don't think he'll mind. It's a guy called Ian Richards. He runs a company called Express Coaching Services which deal in basketball coaching. So they have coaches that go into schools during the day and do school PE lessons and things like that. And then in an evening, those coaches then go out and coach the junior teams at uh, Mansfield Giants. So he's hoping that that model will continue, but he's going to move that all down to the manor. So he'll be using the inside facilities primarily for his side of things and yeah. then using the rest of the facilities to rent out. So us as a partner with him using the outside facilities gives him a really good base to move that forward and he is potentially looking at expanding his services from just being basketball to other sports that's something he's looking at so it may potentially be that he starts looking at the hockey side of things if we're a prominent partner with it 
Oh, that is that is fantastic news. That is fantastic. Well, the, the next question I, I was going to ask you was, uh, well, you've answered it partly already. Where do you think we could be in September when the new season is just about to start? Hand on heart, I want to say we're going to be back at Manor. I think that's a realistic outcome from all of this. I mean, contract negotiations are underway. And if a contract's signed, you'd like to think eight to 10 weeks max. So that would be August time if they get it signed pretty quickly. So I am confident that the first league game of the season for North Knots will be back on Manitou. Oh, that is such tremendous news. Fantastic. Well, Paul, will will there be anything that we need to do in the interim to sort of help and, and get the pitch ready, anything like that? I think in the interim, once he gets the green light, I've had discussions with him about doing a club day down at the facility like we did the other season where we went down and tidied the pitch up, cleaned all the drains out, did a bit of touching up. And it may be because looking at the pitch and anyone who's walked past, there is a bit of moss growing on it. So it may be that we need to get a brush out, some sand, do a bit of legwork, get the pitch ready. But in response to that, I have spoken to the person that's interested in taking it this year. And he's happy to give us a free use of the facility to do like a family day in reciprocation for us doing that work so that we can then get the members back and do a day where we can actually play hockey back at Manor and make a bit of a thing of it, I suppose. We can advertise it and hopefully get club members back involved. And all I can say is to the rest of the club is just please support us while we're doing this. It's not that we're sat twiddling thumbs. We are trying to get this sorted. It's not that any of us enjoy driving to workshop every weekend to play a game of hockey. We hate it as much as you guys do. So we are working on it and just keep bear with us while we get through this final tough period. Well, this, this has been a really positive discussion. It's great to hear all these good things that could be happening, but can I just, before we finish, say not just a personal thank you on behalf of the club, you've just mentioned that 170 odd emails. That just must be the tip of the iceberg of everything you've done. Thanks so much, Paul, for trying to sort all this mess out. No problem. It's kind of kind of in the job description as uh, club chair, I suppose. I don't think when Jay passed the reins over to me a couple of years ago, he thought that the world was going to go the way it's gone. But it's been <laughs> interesting. It's not been a normal. I've not been dealing with the normal problems a North Notch chairperson deals with, with disciplinaries and that sort of thing. It's been uh, pandemic. Absolutely, <laughs> Paul. But as an ex club chair, Paul, I definitely, uh, I definitely know what you go through because. I know that you can't disclose everything what's happening and people look at you and want answers and it's never easy. Uh, so, you know, especially from me, you know, well done. And I, I obviously uh, got first-hand experience of understanding how tough it is to do that role. So well done. And I, and I have tentatively agreed as long as somebody puts it in writing to the AGM so that it would meet the constitution to do an additional year to see it through. Quite rightly, and I think nice one, mate. Nice one. I think uh, anyone that has any objections to that (laughs) needs to have a look at how much work you've put in, and uh, I think I think that role will be absolutely nailed by you next year. You know, uh, it's something that definitely needs doing by yourself, uh, carrying on and continuing the great work you've done this year. It'd be nice to do development rather than damage limitation. Yes. Yes. And it sounds like it's moving that way. That's great. Okay, well, thanks a lot, Paul. That is absolutely brilliant news. And hopefully the next time we speak to you, probably on here again, there'll be even more. You take care. Definitely. And look forward to seeing you all at the presentation. See you there. Bye. You're listening to the North Knots podcast. Pushing back. 
with Robbie Hudson. Well, now for the real highlight of this podcast. I said earlier that we were going to be talking to a real legend. And the legend is here with us tonight, Barry Thicket. Hello, Barry. How are you? Good evening, Robert. I'm very well, thank you. And how are you? I'm marvellous. It's good to see your face. I haven't seen your pitch side for ages, for obvious reasons. So I'm glad we're both still existing. You're sort of proving it for both of us. <laughs> no, anyway. I tend to, I tend well, to be pitch side for the ladies, Robert. Yeah, because I, I usually I'm not attracted you. to many men. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave then. See, when, when you're shaking hands with me, you're not looking at me. I didn't notice that, to be honest. Uh, no, I don't. Anyway, I mean, we, we go back a long way. I, oh. I joined uh, North Knots back in the early 80s, and you were the first team goalkeeper then. You, you, you weren't sure if that were the case the other day when I spoke to you. but um, So I think just thought we'd start with that, how you started with the club and what it was like being the keeper back in those days compared with today. Well, I mean, I started with the club uh, really by accident. Because uh -huh. um, I moved down to Mansfield Woodhouse, uh, and one of my neighbours across the road asked me on a Wednesday evening if I wanted to be able to keep fit. So I said, Yeah, I'll join you, George, and we'll go to keep fit. But that went down to Manor Barn. And when we got in there on Wednesday night, who was there? John Tomlinson, hockey trainer. <laughs> ah. So it wasn't keep fit, it was hockey training. So that was the Wednesday night. On the Saturday, uh, I was the first team goalkeeper, so which I find remarkable. Yeah, I was the first team goalkeeper for North Knots, which I found remarkable. But then again, they'd only got one team anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> they tend to always put the most skillful players in the goal bars. I, I find that over the years. <laughs> yeah. So playing goals with just a pair of uh, kickers, some old cricket pads, a box, and a thick jumper. Not like, these, not like these boys today with all the gear they've got. <laughs> but then again, they need it. Yeah, it's pinging about a bit these days. So did you... Ever progressed beyond that? Was that your kit, or did, did it get a bit more technological in your time? Well, they talked about face masks at one time, but I thought, now what with a nose like I've got, Rob, you're struggling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd have got an extra special one for you, I should imagine. Yeah, but no, that, that's how I played, and, and I think to be honest, that's how I ended up. Obviously, we got, uh, we got the polystyrene pads and, and proper kickers and but but now I, I was becoming too old for it Rob playing in goal the game was the game was getting too fast by then you were you you sales rep didn't you Baz for Mercy and I remember when I joined yeah. you were because uh, you sort of supplied me with my some of my first basic bits of kit uh, yeah I, I did a discounted bit price <laughs> I did a little bit for Mercy and hockey equipment. Um, we met Mercy and through hockey um, and through the mixed side, but we'll talk about that later. Oh. Um, 
but yeah, I, I did a bit with them. Um, because they they were then pushing with the Olympic team. Mm. With the, um, who did they have? It would be Shawani, Imran, Yeah, Imran Shawani. Ian Taylor um, was yeah, a big Barbara, one in yeah. the goal, weren't it? Yeah. Oops, which the one in the goal? The most boring man in the world. Oh, sorry. Yeah, excuse me. I've got to go training tonight. <laughs> Do you remember his uh, annual yes. dinner speech, Baz? Possibly yes. the most painful, yeah. boring speech ever. I think the best <laughs> dinner speech we had um, was from the lad up in Yorkshire. Uh, and his name... Eludes me at the moment, but he was brilliant. But then we had the goalkeeper. Um, uh, yeah, it was a little boring that night. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you, you got too old for keeping and you start to play outfield. I would have thought it would be the other way around, you know, because you, you'd have to start running. No, I played at the back, Rob. <laughs> I team. A lot, team, a lot of the time you played behind me, Baz, because you were yeah. at the back of the... <laughs> yeah, probably coaching you, I think. Yeah, that's it, absolutely. <laughs> and I think you ran a couple of the sides at least. You were captain yeah. on... Which yeah, team was captain? I think, I think I went down. I'm not sure whether I was captain of the seconds, but certainly captain of the thirds. Yeah. And I was, at one time, captain of the first. Oh, Mm. So you've done most things then? Well, yeah. But yeah, I did quite a few things. I think I, I think you must, glad of that. You must have done every team, Bass, because I could definitely remember you doing the fourth team. Uh, yeah. So I would have thought you did the fifth somewhere along the line. So well, I would imagine you've captained every team in the club. Probably, Jay. I, I certainly remember you, you captaining the third team when both Robbie was in the team, yourself, my, myself, and uh, there was a forward whose name I forget with a moustache. Well, something that's always puzzled me, actually, Barry. I mean, I, I never got involved in any of the Easter tournaments, um, never went on one at all, but they were a very big thing. But it wasn't North Knots, it was Botham Soul. No, I no, no, that, that's, not, that's not correct, Rob. Have I got that wrong? Yes, the Easter... The Easter festivals, yeah. Uh, initially, John Buck and I started those, and the first one we ever went to was at Aberystwyth. All right. Um, and we went camping down there. Bucky got his canoe on top of his car. I got the <laughs> caravan on the back of mine. It peed it down with rain every day we were there, and yet every day we played hockey, it never... We didn't get wet. It never rained. The only time we got was in book canoe. <laughs> <laughs> the sun shines on the righteous. Yeah, and I think one of the Starbrook brothers, because that's Chris Starbrook, and his brother played Mick. Um, but yeah, that, that was the first one we ever went to. And then they were talking about that folded up for someone no reason, and they were talking about going to Aston University. Um, in Birmingham? Yeah. Um, I think, if my memory serves me well, we got like a verbal invite from Peter Danson, who played for Buxton. 
and Peter was running um, Blackpool Hockey Festival, and we went nine years to Blackpool. So where have I got this idea of bottom soul from then? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll come to that in a minute. Well, the, uh, I think we the called, mixed side. Yeah, we caught the tail end of some of the Blackpools myself, Bucky, Mars and that, didn't we? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a really good, uh, really good festival. Yeah, it was becoming then a bit of a problem because we would stay in guest houses or hotels on the front <laughs> or whatever. Uh, and if you went out at night, you couldn't, you could as a crowd, you couldn't get in, as a crowd of lads, you couldn't get in anyway. Mm. So, Am I right we, in, in thinking that one year you and Kev Guy set your own bar up in the hotel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've done all sorts like that. <laughs> I, remember, I remember in the early days when George Shipley went with us wow. and, took, and took young Vince. And they were sharing a room with me and John Book. So there were four of us in the room. So, at, I mean, we've all been out for a drink. And you go out, because the toilet then was on the landing. So yeah, you went out to the toilet, you couldn't get back in the room because the wind's blowing the bloody carpet up behind the door. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, no more of that. I thought... I know where I can do this. So it went in the sink. <laughs> and I remember Vinny telling, Vinny telling me, he says, I'm pushing my dad saying, dad, 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 as is pissing in the sink. Excuse my language. And George said to him, Vince, go to sleep. Ignore him. <laughs> but yeah, no, so... Those sort of guest houses we went in. Yeah. Quality yeah, places. Yeah. yeah, quality places. But eventually we moved back into town and started going to pubs where they'd accept us in. But again, yeah. it ran out of favour uh, in Blackpool. And then I think for a couple of years, we didn't go anywhere. I got invited through a guy that I worked with by a Chesterfield Hockey Club to go to Bridlington. And then we started going to Bridlington. We did Bridlington. No. Bridlington were quite nice. It was quite good. We had, a, we had a cracking hotel there. In fact, the guy that, and his wife that ran the hotel, he came over here to run the Lamas Centre. Oh, right. Yeah. His wife's still alive, but God rest his soul, John's passed away. Oh, right. And they were a brilliant couple. So, uh, so then obviously we moved on to the mix, didn't we, Buzz? That yeah. Sort of, that, took, that ran for many years, didn't it? Yeah, well, I got involved with Mixed through uh, Rob Britton, who played for Mansfield at the time. Right. Because I joined what was then Retford Raiders, which were... Retford Raiders. Yeah, which were a <laughs> lot of... I mean, I think Rob Britton was a school teacher in Retford. Uh, right. There were quite a few school teachers um, that played for the team. And then we started then going to play in the likes of Rampton, 
which is Woodbeck, which is Rampton Hospital. Yeah. Woodbeck. Yeah. Yeah. I played in that one. Wood, great tournament. Woodbeck were the, um, were the staff. They played outside. And we, we played Rampton Hospital inside. Now, oh my God! Now that puts hairs on backy. <laughs> when you're going through all these corridors and the doors are going boom, boom behind you, and the guy's rattling his keys as you're walking down the corridors, Damn. and they say, "Well, what are these in for?" Well, well, he clubbed his wife to death, and I'm going yeah. to play against you with a hockey stick in his hand. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, and I can I can certainly uh, empathise with that. I've been yeah. I've been I've been in Rampton uh, Hospital a few times oh. with work and stuff. Uh, obviously, yeah. there's no pitches there now. You can't play yeah. there at all. But yeah, did you let them win, Barry? No, I don't think we did. But the really? facilities the facilities they got inside, James, were absolutely amazing. Really? Yeah, yeah gymnasium, swimming pools, the lot. But yeah, you know, it does. Yeah, it made the air stand up on my back as we're walking down the corridors and the big iron doors are shutting behind you. Mm. We we had some very very good times in the in the staff club because they used to have a, a festival up there, a mixed yeah. festival, and we've had some cracking nights in there. I remember trying to drive back from there one night. <laughs> I think I'd had a little too much. And the car ended up in the hedge. It's quite a windy road that way, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a quite a windy road going back down into Retford from there. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and unfortunately, the following weekend, we went to Worthing. So All right. the company car, as I say, was in the hedge. <laughs> Uh, I got a was that the old Nissan uh, Nissan no, it, no it, it was a it was actually a Ford Escort estate right and I got a I think you did have a Nissan Bluebird at one point didn't you I did yeah yeah I remember that I remember you trapping my fingers in electric windows in that <laughs> on way to a match <laughs> I think I was trying to nick your fags <laughs> yeah but as I say I'm out of the car stood at the side of the road with this length of rope in my hand, which were about three foot long. Oh, Andy Barnes. Andy Barnes. <laughs> so, so I said, pull this car out of here. I said, oh, pull it out with that, you idiot. So the car was left there, and Andy Barnes took me home. At that time, I lived up in South Yorkshire. Top man. Top man. <laughs> yeah. Funny times, absolutely. So, well, about this bottom stool thing, you're, you're teasing right. me here. So, then, no, I'm not. So, then, after Retford Raiders, because some of the old teachers uh, they'd finished, done, had enough, the club seemed to fold up. I carried on. Um, I ended up getting the likes of Andy Barnes, um, Packer. Um, And the rest of them together, we we then tied up with workshop ladies, yeah. um, and became Botham Soul then. 
Um, where did the name come from? Well, one of the girls that was with Retford Raiders lived in the village of Botham Tor. Uh, and that's where we went to play. So we went to play, if you, if you know Botham Tor, if you come from Wales, uh, from Wales a bit, yeah. along the road to go into Retford, yeah. they have a football pitch on the right-hand side at the bottom of the village. Uh-huh. And we, we went down there, the guy that run that said, yeah, we've got, we've got a, a porter cabin. Yeah, it was a bloody yeah, container. <laughs> <laughs> but the pitch was level. It was great. So we mowed the pitch, sorted it all out. We made some goalposts, nets we found from somewhere. Uh, and the legend of Ronnie Appleton, the best line marker that we've ever had. <laughs> Ronnie Appleton. Yeah. <laughs> he, he could mark a pitch out, Ronnie could. And he could walk down that line as straight as a die. Mathematician, that's why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and that's how we, we started down there. We've got no changing rooms. Um, there was no pub there. We changed up in the village hall um, and we took his own beer and sort of things out. We, we played in the Yorkshire League then. We absolutely slaughtered the water, the Yorkshire League because Dick King were playing, uh, Vince Shipley were playing. We scored, I think, 96 goals. Whoa, fantastic. <laughs> I suppose yeah, then, a... then we, we moved on massively, didn't we? Because yeah. obviously the man moved on then, massively uh, then from Botham Hall, we then became Manor. Portland. Yeah. Uh, and we became Portland yeah. Manor, didn't we? Yeah, we became Portland Manor uh, Mixed Hockey Club. And then we went on to festivals at Worthy down in East Sussex. And we went there for many years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. think I think I ended up doing 16 years on the bounce at Worthy. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I think then you, you came later on. But we started mm. there. We, the first year we went, we had this great hotel right bang on the front. Uh, we went to the uh, social night at the town hall and we had a brilliant night but like everything else things move along we we went camping and we did camping at, at Ford which is between Worthing and going towards the west I think yeah um, cracking nights on there I mean experience you have to ask Dougie Fay about camping he's uh, well into camping <laughs> <laughs> I remember him once when Gail said, blow that airbed up, will you, Ian? Yeah, he literally blew it up. How <laughs> <laughs> to keep fit. Yeah. And there was one evening, I think me and Andy Barnes got involved with another team. This guy had bought some bloody doctor, God knows what's boogie juice. It was port. It was fine port. And we necked this bottle of port. Now this is mixed, this. My, excuse me, my wife's interrupting me, but <laughs> can, you tell me, can you tell me this up, please? I didn't know you got a chaperone. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that was, yeah, that was Andy Barnes's. His wife was teaching at the time. We'd, be, we'd got down there probably on the Thursday. 
she arrived on late on Friday night and he said, yeah, follow me. I mean, it's dark. Bearing in mind it's about nine o'clock at night, pitch black, tents all over the place. Follow me across here, he says. And she's driving across with no lights on the car and he's <laughs> shouting, you stupid woman. Brilliant. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Like a yeah. <laughs> but after this port that I had, I I went tension. And I literally went straight over this little two-man tent and flattened it. <laughs> Unfortunately, oh, yeah. there was a guy inside, but I'd gone by then. <laughs> morning I came out and I'm looking at this tent and I'm going excuse me what's happened he said I don't know something hit me in the night I said, <laughs> I said well I have to admit I said that was me and the top of his tube of his tent was like a U shape never ripped the canvas didn't rip the canvas at all. Well, you are thoughtful like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I apologised to the man. And I said, right, can we, can we get this sorted out? So he says, well, I think there's a camp shop in Wood and I can probably see if I can get some parts. I said, you'll get some parts. So I had a whip round. <laughs> I had a whip round. Took a pound off everybody. <laughs> I think we ended up with about 25 quid. And the park cost him £17 and me and him had a drink. Jobs <laughs> <laughs> <Just> of <a> fish. <laughs> but yeah, you meet people like that. It was brilliant. Yeah, I think I think one thing I learned over years, Baz, from the from the festivals that we went to, so much character building. And I think a yeah. lot of it sort of made us the club we are and the and the people we are. You know, we had so many. So many surreal experiences like that. We, we did, uh, yeah. Tournaments. I mean, we had loads in Worthing that I could go on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Col Colin Vince, wood fighting, and then going yeah. showering in ladies' toilets, <laughs> in, in ladies' changing rooms. You know, yeah, cleaner. Um, Absolutely. I remember one night I'm in the shower, minding my own business. Clothes hung up, everything, curtain, shower curtain across, singing away, showering myself, and I'm thinking, <laughs> I had a creep. <laughs> nothing, nothing. Never carried on showering. So I come out, move the shower curtain. I've got no clothes, no towel, no nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, well, I'm at the best of this. So I took the shower curtain off, wrapped the shower curtain around me, <laughs> start naked, and walking 150 yards across the campsite. Men, women and children were in fits of laughter. <laughs> You're listening to the North Knots podcast, Pushing Back, with Robbie Hudson. Well, Barry, there were tournaments at Worthing, but what about other places like Spalding? Any stories about them? Yeah, I remember going to Spalding many, many years ago. Uh, in fact, I think that's where Miss Baston ar arrived from. Uh, she was a Spalding girl. Mm. Um, I remember she certainly was, in, Yeah. 
remembers being uh, invited down there and camping on the uh, on the cricket square. I remember one year in particular, Baz. Uh, I remember it well because it was the year Princess Diana died. It would have been '97, uh, 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 and I've got a bit of a story to tell about that. Uh, we turned up. I think as we did on the Friday night, which would normally involve... Can you remember the uh, duck racing, Baz? They used to hold at one of the pubs. I can't remember it, but I do vaguely remember hearing all about this duck experience. <laughs> yeah, they, they used to have some... Uh, these ducks... Not ducks, sorry. Sorry, not ducks. Frogs. Uh, on the Friday night, they used to do the frog... Uh, the frog racing at the pub. So they used to basically they had a like a cutout frog and a, a line running through a it. line running, and they yeah. just hop the frogs along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I can remember. Yeah. Not real frogs. Though. I remember. No, no not I real remember frogs. That. Yeah, I've done that on many occasions. Frog racing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They used to do. They used to do that, and I remember one of the nights. I think, I think we sort of started getting well oiled doing that and then we moved on to another club and it was in the days when Chris Buck would definitely have been there and Steve Maras and I remember us having quite a lot of banter with a with another team it might have even been Cheltenham uh, that had a team there uh, and I remember Maz really going over the top giving him a lot of abuse right to the point where they wanted to uh, give him a good shoe-in <laughs> and, then Maz, and then Maz completely disappeared. And that's where Maz used to get the nickname that he used to have his invisibility cloak from. Because uh, yeah. he just he left disappeared. Us to it. Yeah, yeah he left he, us all to it. He did leave us all to it. And I think it ended up with Mark Haywood wrestling with one of their rugby players outside <laughs> and nearly ending up in the canal. Yeah, it uh, was a big man. It was a big man. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. So, and then the next day, we turned up and I think we ended up playing the same team, which was Cheltenham on the grass pitch. And we had quite a strong team in them days. Uh, a lot of lot of youth and uh, enthusiasm. And I certainly remember this game well. It scarred me for life. Uh, as we're playing, I was in goal, so I had a really good view of it. I remember Chris Buck picking a ball up in the middle, uh, running through into the 25 and then into the D and creaming this shot. And I think we were using a proper grass ball then. And... Certainly, uh, Robbie and Basil remember that when you hit a when you hit one of these leather balls, nice. There was a whistle, wasn't there? When you hit <laughs> yeah. it, you got the seam, didn't you? Definitely. Yeah, you knew you hit the sweet spot. And and Chris has hit this shot about six inches high, and it's heading towards the goal like a tracer. Keepers beaten, all ends up. And then the next thing, the most almighty squeal and quack as the bulls hit a duck full on in the face. <laughs> this poor duck, its beak, Bill, it's almost like a Looney Tunes cartoon. It's almost spun round on its face and shattered. Like and the duck. look... Yeah, oh, mate. And the look on everyone's face on the pitch is just complete <laughs> horror. There's a duck waddling round on the pitch. And I think... I think the first person that got to it, James, might have been Dave Hanna, who, really? who was quite a worldly man. Don't worry, lads. I'll wring its neck. I'll put it out of its misery because it was, it was in so much pain and it was going to die. I mean, we laughed. It is really sad because it's an animal, but... 
<laughs> Dave has said, I'll put right it at thing. his misery. Uh, he's a fisherman, so he knows wild. So he tries to wring its neck. Rings its neck, chucks it into the hedge bottom. And we think, oh, it's done. Right. Uh, I think we abandoned the game at this point and we're starting to walk off. The next thing, there's a rustle in the hedge bottom. The duck's wobbling back out. He's, he's half <laughs> wrung its neck. Its beak is hanging off. Oh, it's just absolute carnage. I mean, I'm a oh, fireman of 15 years and I don't think I've ever seen anything <laughs> like this in 15 years. Yeah, there was so people Chris screaming says, and crying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Children being turned away. <laughs> so then... As you as you know, Chris Chrissy Bork, he's he, he's not scared of stuff like Chris is like come complete Woodhouse accent there. Give it here, I'll sort it. So Chris has got this talk. Gets it. I remember he played with the Mercy and Black Widow back in them days, stick, which was a top of the range stick. So he clubs the duck on the head and he hits it again and again. This duck, it's not dying. Oh. And eventually, I think everyone... Now, there's four pitches, I think, four grass pitches that's folded. We finished our game early. And I think every other game has stopped on the pitch to see this deranged man hacking away at this duck to put it out its misery. Absolutely horrendous. It was horrendous. Yeah, luckily the duck did pass away eventually and hopefully... Not in too much pain for too long, uh, you know. <laughs> the humane like thing. So I feel, again, I feel certain I wasn't there on that occasion. Yeah. You would have remembered. remembered that. I think you might. I think you might. <laughs> so the duck, the duck goes back into the hedge. Uh, you know, we say, oh, a fox will have it, something like that. You know, maybe some good will come of it. So we we finish off and then uh, back into the night again getting well-ordered. As Baz knows, we did this at every tournament. You know, you finish your games, did we? shower. I don't nice remember that, on. Jay. Yeah, then yeah. we go <laughs> and have a bit of a shower. What Won't do you we? mean? Yeah. <laughs> so we do that. And again, we were camping in them days as well. So mm. we came back. And I think uh, we got on quite well one that year, particularly year, with some lads from Liverpool Sefton who were very similar to us. Uh Obviously idiots. not duck killers. Yeah, idiots, not <laughs> duck killers like we were. Uh, we'd not mentioned this at this point. So so we finish up the night and then we ran the tents. They were camped near us. So we're having a beer uh, and we're just getting loud and silly. We've almost forgot about the horrendous incident with the duck. But then we have one person in our in our group who can always take it too far, who can always have one drink too many. And, I'm and... sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So about it's it's twelve one o'clock in the morning. There's a campfire, and we see a body coming over the pitchers, carrying carrying something. Well, I say he was sort of walking over the pitchers. He was sort of three three steps to the left, five to the right, wobbling about. Look what I've got! Look what I've got! James has walked right across all the pitchers just to get this duck to show it all to the Liverpool Liverpool Sefton lads like that would impress them <laughs> you know what I don't think I've ever seen you know when you're drinking around a campfire you sometimes struggle to get rid of people but 
I think James managed to clear them all out within about <laughs> 10 seconds. I can He's do that without the duck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know what ever became it. To do that. I don't know. I don't even know what happened to the duck after that. But uh, but yeah, well, that's that's, that's the question on everybody's lips. Yeah, it went to <laughs> what happened to that duck? <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's certainly one of the standout stories that I remember uh, on tour. Definitely, yeah. definitely one of the standout stories. So, so yeah. <laughs> so, James, did you want to ask Barry about something? Yes, I did. Um... One last question, Barry. Can you remember the time when you nearly knocked Jay's teeth out? Can you tell us that story? Yeah, well, that's some some years ago, I think. Jay was probably just left school or not long after. Chief yeah, I've been 14, 15. Yeah, giving me grief at the side of the pitch. And I said, if you don't shut up, you're going to get this. And he said, I dare you. <laughs> and I did and it was the best he's, shot I've made in my life he certainly did and I think uh, he's still got chipped teeth today I have still got two chipped teeth at the front that are filled at the moment but I remember the stick being hurtled some 30 yards no it wouldn't have been 30 about 20 yards oh uh, hang on it was, <laughs> it was a cracking shot uh, and and yeah it has definitely chipped both my teeth. So thanks for that, Baz. But on the plus side... Probably the only shot I've seen him save, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the plus side, I don't go about daring people to do things anymore. No. Hey, you've learnt your lesson there. And it's just as Certainly well that Chris Buck wasn't there to try and put you out of your misery, I reckon. Yeah, exactly. Well, the last <laughs> knows it have been out of joint. Exactly, yeah. Don't worry, lads, I'll sort it. Well, there's certainly something developing in these stories. Violence, yes. No wonder I never yeah. went on any of these tournaments. Oh, brilliant. Let's resurrect some of these tournaments again. Get some of these youngsters involved in tournaments, yeah. Jay. I think we will do, and I think after listening to this podcast, Baz, uh, there'll be plenty wanting to uh, sign up for a tournament. Maybe not one that's anywhere near a river where there's any ducks or anything <laughs> like that. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think possibly, yeah. Something for the future. If you wish to advertise on the North Knots Hockey Club podcast, get in touch now because opportunities are available. Contact us at North knots podcast at gmail.com and now for the second part of our uh, interview with that legend barry thicket he's been telling us all about the tournaments which sadly seem to be a thing of the past for the hockey club now so let's talk about something else that he was very much involved with and that was coaching in the lady section how did that come about then barry i think I basically got involved in the, the ladies' section. Obviously, you know, my wife used to play um, many years ago, bless her. Glad she's not listening. Um, <laughs> but I think I got involved mainly through umpiring with them because I, I finished my playing career and then went on to umpiring. Uh, yes. umpire, umpired the men. Um, 
uh, I umpired the second team uh, against many of the, the good teams then. Uh, I remember going to Cannock um, one weekend, I think. Um, I'm not quite sure whether he was... There was a player from the England squad coming Calibre back. Attacker. From, eh? It had been Calibre Attacker. Possibly, Jay. Yeah, um, it was, yeah. But our second team, lads, were that smart and, and clever. They, I mean, they'd held their own in the first half. And they said, well, he's a bit shit, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> it then went on to score about six goals, I think, in the second half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, for, uh, just for the records, I went in goal for that. We guys were all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in goal for the nil-nil at Manor. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that, and then they progressed uh, into the Midland, the, the ladies' Midlands League, and needed a umpire to go to. Um, they had to provide an umpire for other teams playing away. So I don't know how it all worked, but for some unknown reason, uh, there were a lot of umpiring around Birmingham, um, but I always ended up going to Shrewsbury, Telford and Reakin, or nice. uh, Welling, Wellingbury, Northampton. Wonderful place. I forgot, yeah. I forgot about that, Baz. You did, you did a real service for the club <laughs> doing that over them years. Massive service for the and club. You, and you go there on your own. You're representing yeah, absolutely. North Knots, obviously. Yeah. Um, but... That's how I got involved with them. And then they progressed up a league uh, and they didn't need a, an umpire to go then. Um, we were doing it ourselves. But, but yeah, I, I got into coaching. I mean, I'm not a qualified coach. That's probably one of my proudest moments uh, of being with the club and the ladies' section that in the year that I coached them, they won the league. And they also went down to Arliston Magpies. And I don't think it was the cup. I think it was the plate that they ended up in. Bars, the, I think. The bars. I think it was the bars, weren't it? Yeah. 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 Thank, thank you, Jay. Uh, but they also won that. Um, yeah, that was a great day. And I think, yeah. I think I can say without fear of contradiction, um, I'm not being nasty now, but I think all the coaches who have had since, I don't think any of them have done that. No. Absolutely, Baz. Absolutely. <laughs> the silverware Absolutely. is what matters. <laughs> yeah, certainly, they certainly didn't have your uh, your sort of character, Baz, and, and your way of gelling the team together like you did. Because I remember, obviously, Claire played in that team, my wife, and that team, they were just all really good mates, and the camaraderie in that team was fantastic. It was. It was, Jay. You know, without being sexist or anything, you have to treat ladies as ladies. You know, it's no good a guy coaching hockey, coaching men, and then coming and do the same thing with ladies. You can't do that. Don't work. No. Especially uh, especially if you walk into shower rooms and stuff, you get yourself in a lot of bother. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, you're right. You're completely right, Baz. I think uh, I think there is a massive difference between coaching men's hockey and ladies' hockey. Uh, you know, we, we are different animals, aren't we? So yeah. you know, 
you can yeah. say some things to uh, men that you definitely can't say to ladies, uh, no. and vice versa, and vice versa. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Jake. But as I say, over the years, it, it, I've enjoyed it. It's it's been absolutely brilliant. So, how did so you is this you throwing time? your? Sorry, 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 Rob. I was just going to say. So, is this you throwing your hat back in the ring? Yeah. That's for for a manager's role. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm that anyway. That's what I class myself as because I stand on the sideline and all I am the manager. Exactly. Leave, exactly. I've left some of these coaches to do all their shouting, and uh, and I've heard some. Yeah, as I said oh. earlier on, I've heard some bullshit from some of them. <laughs> <laughs> Which, what I was going to ask was, which has been the best? Or wouldn't you try want to uh, compare being a player or being a coach? I've enjoyed everything, Rob. Yeah, I, I think it's the right answer. I, I really have. I've enjoyed the club as a whole. And, uh, and as I say, I, I've sat over the, the last few weeks and thought about what we've all gone through um, and I don't know I've been over 50 years with the club yeah over 60 years I've been playing hockey you know I remember in the early days when when I left school I went to work for my I went to work in the engineering industry and I played for my works team and I'd I remember coming down to Mansfield and playing on the race course. And I can't for the life of me remember whether it was North Knots or Mansfield that we played against. All blues. Yeah. But the race course is not far away from me. Did you did you win, Baz? Did you win? Can't remember that far back, Jay. Oh, I'm gonna say if you won, you probably play Mansfield to be fair. I think I'd have too many of these. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, we do we go I go back a long way with them. I remember playing Mansfield in the quarry. Not the the quarry, the the quarry that just left. Yeah, I played down there. Yeah. Once was enough. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, it's nice that I'm stood at the side of the pitch when some of them turn up, Chopper Goddard and, you know, uh, and the rest of them. But they all say and acknowledge it. We're not eight bells of what's it out of each other, but we always went back to the clubhouse and we always had a drink. Like Rob said in his little digit that he put yeah. down. We miss all that now. Well, there were those block fixtures, weren't they? I mean, yeah, it would yeah. be, and you'd all play at a similar time, so you'd all pile into a bar at the same yeah. time. The atmosphere was amazing. But I think what it was, Rob, is that we didn't play league hockey then. That's they were supposed they were supposedly friendlies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no such thing. No such thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that has changed things immensely. I mean, the other thing I mentioned in, in my blog is is the fact that AstroTurf means you can play at any time of the day. So yeah. you can go a season and you don't see some mm. members of one of the teams. You yeah. only see your own and a few others you bump into. Yeah, you're right. You're so, right. I, I mean, are you getting down pitch side and seeing things these days? 
Well, to go down pitch side now, you've got to be there, what, half nine in the morning? Yeah. Go all the way through to watch everybody. Yeah. Right? Um, It's difficult, Rob, isn't it? It is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And especially through the winter now when I'm getting old and grey, I have to wrap up. <laughs> Try and keep warm. You gotta look after yeah, yourself. Obviously, the other the other problem we've got at the moment is we're not where we should be. We're not at Manor Park, which no, is a massive I, issue at the moment. I find uh, that really, really sad, Jake. Yes. It is, it is. I mean, Manor Park opened when I I was probably my first or second year playing. And yep. to just lose it like that over 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 something so trivial. You know yeah. the way it's gone, but obviously, as we've heard in the earlier podcast uh, from uh, Paul, you know, hopefully we're moving forward with that. So mm. one yeah. day soon, hopefully we'll be back there. But my record, my recognition of all that was that, or uh, that ratepayers of Mansfield paid for that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's not really serving the community at the moment when no. when you've got a club with over over a hundred members are itching to get back on it and give mm. money to being on that pitch. It the mind just boggles, you know. Yeah. They, they don't want to take your money; they'd sooner it not be used. But hopefully, we'll move forward with that and we'll be on it again soon. Yeah. Well, I hope so, Jay. Would Would you have uh, liked the opportunity to play? The hockey they're playing these days, when you see these youngsters with their skills, and particularly being a goalkeeper. I don't know that I want to be a goalkeeper. (laughs) (laughs) Not now. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that, Baz. Yeah. (laughs) I think the advent of of AstroTurf, like you you said in your little article, Rob, you know, from Cloudfields, I remember... In the early days, going to Hathersage, we got changed in the little John pub at Hathersage, <laughs> and then drove right down the road to Bamford. Uh, and you're in the shadow in the shadows of Mamtor, and you're playing on the pitch, and you see this dirty black cloud coming across, and it, it absolutely rains, hail, snows, blows, and you're playing through it. Yeah, but but yeah, I think. The game has, has moved on. It's moved on tremendously. And, yeah. it, and it's brilliant to see the youngsters and the skills that they've got. Uh, but could they stop a ball on a grass pitch like we could? <laughs> Pro- probably not. No. <laughs> no, I mean, some of those pitches, I mean, you had to give it some hammer to move it in the first place. Yeah, you did. And then it could fly. I remember playing yeah. at Derwent down by uh, the river. Yeah. Uh, in the Darley Dalway. And there's a hill in the middle of it. So if you stood at one end of the pitch, you couldn't see more than the heads of the players at the other. Yeah. But you played. Yeah, you did. You did, Rob. And then you went back to the clubhouse, you got a yes. jug out, and you went, you know. And it, uh, that's been my life. It's got me uh, a job with a company. I've, I've met people that, you know, you'll never forget. As I say, you know, back in 71, I met, 
you know, the guy stood behind Jay with a scruffy beard, uh, <laughs> and we became very, very good friends. And his brother-in-law at the other end. It's it is amazing what it gives you, Buzz, because and I try and relay this to my kids. You know, there's three of us here that are all married to hockey playing ladies. You yeah. know, so you know, you you would have seen me and James begin our courtships with uh, Claire and Michelle. Mm. Yeah. Don't remind you know, me. And yourself. <laughs> so, you know think, what 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 it's actually given us. <laughs> you know, uh, James can probably say it's obviously helped. It you know his work through yeah, Ray. Yeah, got me a job. You know, yeah, through Ray. Yeah. I know I use many references when I apply Ray to Who are we talking about, Rayu? <laughs> I played yeah, him. I played golf with the other day. Yeah, I know what you mean. So, uh, so yeah. One of the posts, one of my little articles that I wrote, the first, I think the first one I did on hockey, I called it uh, "Hockey's not just a game; it's a way of life." And Absolutely. I think more than what in my life, but you've just demonstrated how important it can be to you, to people around you, to whole areas. It gives yes. so much. Yeah. yeah, and you, you've contributed so much, Barry. That's uh, yeah, that's so evident. And I've, I've just remembered what I got. Uh, you did umpire me. I'd forgotten you were an umpire, but <laughs> I, one, one of the things I liked about your umpiring, and this is what I like about a good umpire: sometimes you're wrong, and sometimes you're right. But, but I'm never wrong. The play, <laughs> exactly. The players always got to remember you're always right, and you were all took no messing. So. Uh, and that's the way it should be. So have you have you got some some ode or some ditty to round it up with for us? Buzz? I don't know that I could get through all this lot, Jay. But I'm just put you know North North Hockey Club. Over fifty years, I've seen it grow. I've seen them come. I've seen them go. I've seen them stay. I've seen them grow. Over fifty years, I've seen it grow. We've had our smiles. We've had our frowns. We've had some fools, we've had some clowns. Over 50 years I've seen it grow. From around the world they come and go. South Africa, an Aussie, you know. <laughs> Over 50 years I've seen it grow. Off to uni, some do go. Their education, they need to grow. To jobs in commerce, they come back to. Over 50 years I've seen it grow. Lawyers, doctors, nurses too. Airline captains and directors too. Over 50 years I've seen it grow. All areas of commerce they go. Teachers, builders, firefighters, driving instructors too. Over 50 years I've seen it grow. All walks of life we have, you know. Makes us all diverse and a family, friendly family club that you all know. Over 50 years, I've seen it grow. Partnerships and weddings, you know. And tiny little children sprout and grow. Over 50 years, I've seen it grow. Those little ones down to training, they go. And sure as hell, I've seen them grow. Over 50 years, I've seen it grow. We've had our ups. We've had our downs will take a lot to keep us down. Over 50 years, it's been my life. You only have to ask my wife. 
Brilliant, Barry. Fantastic verse. That's Cracking awesome. Cracking stuff. Cracking stuff. It has. And I will be sad if we don't bloody continue. We will. We will, we will continue, mate. Back, That's why we're back. pushing back. Tomo's still, still here. Bless him. Yeah. I know. And I really hope we get it. back to Manor. I really hope we get yeah. back to Manor so he can get down and see yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah, and so do I, Jay. Mm. Hey, Barry, that has been absolutely brilliant, mate. Thank been you for great. both of those sections. So uh, I hope everyone is enjoying it. If they enjoy it half as much as I have, then I've had a brilliant time listening to you. So I'm looking forward to seeing you up pitch side in the very near future, mate. You will, you will, Rob. Everybody will. Thanks, Barry. That's been Thanks, awesome. Thanks, With a family, brilliant. family club. Brilliant. brilliant. Cheers, boys. Bye. Cheers, Barry. Bye. North Nuts Hockey Club are the best club in the Mansfield area. Why not consider joining now? For more details, check out our social media sites on Facebook and Twitter. Well, we're nearly at the end of our very first podcast. It's been great fun putting it together. I think we've all enjoyed it. Jimmy, what's, what's been the, the highlight for you in this first podcast? Um, I'm really impressed with how Zach Twiddles is now. <laughs> um, and how he's put it all together. Uh, it's always a pleasure to listen to Barry. And I thought Paul's interview was very informative. Yeah, there's a lot there for us. To, 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 for, a, for a first podcast, that was amazing, I think. Jay, I mean, you, it was all your brainchild, this. So what do you think so far and what do you think for the future? Well, I think it's the first one. I don't think we can have any complaints with what we've achieved on the first one. Like James says, Paul was brilliant. Listening to Barry, I mean, anyone that played at any sort of any sort of time, you know, ten years ago, uh, it starts bringing everything back. So, so that's been really good, and and it's like a trip down memory lane. It's achieved everything I wanted it to achieve from a point of view that I think it will bring the club together a bit more and people will be listening to this and get excited about it. We will move it forward. We've, me and James have already discussed some some other ideas to get other people involved, yeah. moving it forward. Hopefully, once the season starts, we'll be looking at match reports and reviews, quick ones, just so you can listen to it when you're travelling down to your match. You know, you can stick it on in the car. Everyone can have a laugh, listen to it. We will keep touching touching back to the older players and listening to what they have to say because it's really important that their experience comes through the club and and the new the new breed that's coming through can listen to them and understand what the club's all about. But yeah, it's been brilliant. I've really enjoyed it. So uh, a couple of thank yous quickly. Johnny Smedley for doing all the uh, graphics for the podcast. He's been brilliant. Just drops them out as soon as we ask him. Zach, for all your hard work putting it together. Hopefully it'll sound something something like when it goes out there. And just you, you know, yourself, Rob, for being there and James, just so so we could get it moving. It's not easy. And, you know, I really appreciate people taking the time to do these things. I've enjoyed it. I, I'm sure everyone else has. Uh, great fun. Great fun. So, yeah, I'd, I'd echo your thanks to, to Zach for making this all happen. That's, that's amazing. Um, just thank you as well to... 
Paul and Barry for giving up their time and giving us so much in this podcast. And lastly, thank you to everybody who's listening. Please get in touch with us with your thoughts, whether they're you liked it, criticisms. We'd also like ideas for future podcasts. Until the next time, bye-bye and keep pushing back.